Hello, and welcome to the Read to Know podcast, where the goal is to actually remember what you read so then you can better apply it to your life. On this podcast, we go through a book one chapter at a time, and then we actually practice remembering what we've read. So if you want to follow along, we're currently working our way through Bob Goff's book, Dream Big. I'm Zach Brown, and my friend Chris Yarber is joining me to help discuss and break down this book. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be huge if you left a rating and review for us. It would help out a ton. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, no worries. Just send this to a friend who might be interested. Anyway, thanks again for listening, and enjoy the conversation. So, Chris, while I was reading this chapter, it kind of got me thinking about a specific song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by actually one of my favorite bands of all time. If you know me, you know that I, I really like Dawes. I've gotten into them probably pretty heavily in the last three or so years. Uh-huh. Three or so years. I think I, I saw them live in 2017. Okay. Um really good band really good band but anyway the song is quitter mm-hmm. which the title of today's chapter is be a quitter be a quitter right and so you know to start out today i just wanted to read uh the line from here the main hook you know it, he says you're gonna have to quit everything until you find one thing you won't mm. and come on that's kind of what we're talking about here today in this chapter uh, be a quitter, chapter 21. It says the way to start something new is to quit something else. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you, by the way, introducing me to Dawes because now I listen to them. In 2017, that was the same year that you went and saw John Mayer live too, right? We saw John Mayer last year, actually. Okay, so 20, just a little humble brag. 2019. Yeah, and you've seen Chris Stapleton live. I saw Chris Stapleton, yeah, I think in 2018. So, you yeah. know, every year I, I go see another band. Cool, One, uh, Once a year, it seems like. Now, maybe I won't this year, so I haven't yet. So <laughs> right. maybe with all this stuff going on, I might not I might not go to a live show. Right, this yeah, year, but. yeah. Um, but this chapter, chapter 21, I, I was surprised to find out that Bob quits something and I don't know whether to take it literally or not. And I don't know if he talks about this in one of his other books, but he said, some of you may know I quit something um, every Thursday. Before that, he talks about how he about once a year looks at his life and he's like, OK, what can I what can I quit here? And but one of the things that he does is he quits. I don't know if he literally does that every single Thursday because we talked about that. We would run out of things fast to quit. Right. What else would we quit right. <laughs> next next Thursday? Um I love how he how he puts in here that there's never really a good time to quit something, so just do it. It's pretty much what what he writes. Uh, but of course, we're we're not just talking about quitting for the sake of quitting, but we're talking about quitting um, to start to start something new, especially if if you know we're on on the topic of dreaming big and um, you know chasing an ambition, uh, because he asks a question in here. Uh, which we can think about when we're thinking, okay, what what kind of things do I need to eliminate to make room and to focus on this one thing? Um, he asks the question, are, are the things that I'm doing serving my ambitions or are they getting in the way? So that's one question that he asks here at the beginning of this chapter to kind of engage us in the subject. <clears throat> right, yeah, because the thing is we're not, you know, we're not quitting something just to quit something, just to stop doing something. Right. There's a reason behind it and it's, because 
quitting that thing will help you better serve your ambitions in another area. It'll just help you be more focused, dialed in on the things that really matter to you and the things that you really want to do and accomplish. And that's the point of this, because the thing is, like he says, we can't fit 30 hours worth of things in our 24 hour days as much as we would like to. Yeah. You know, we're all restricted by time. Uh, You know, every other resource, there's 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 more than enough. But, uh, you know, potential, there's more potential than what we have. But time we're limited on and we have to figure out, you know, are there things that we should stop spending our time on spending our time doing what things should we quit so that we can spend more time and leverage other things better? Yeah. Even even if those things don't take a whole lot of time. We, we may be able to to look at them, whether we do do a review of our life once a year or kind of kind of weekly or just every so often, even things that don't take up uh, as much of our time. Again, if it's not applying that focus and serving uh, some some of the ambitions, maybe we listed and vetted out, then then that's a consideration we need to take. Yeah, exactly. Um Right. He's, you know, and he says just because, you know, time is an important factor, but there are other factors as well. You know, it could drain you that activity. You know what I mean? So then you're not as sharp. You're not as mentally uh, acute, uh, uh, you know, aware um, to better accomplish the things that you need to do. You know, it could uh, it could be that kind of thing. You know, he gives the example of, you know, even going to get coffee with someone. You know, what did that take? 15, 30 minutes, you know, at most if you, you know, if you um keep track of time and you, you know, you ended at a certain time, but you know, that person could be more draining and not, and not ROI positive in a sense, you know, not to think of every person as a transactional kind of, you know, in a transactional kind of way, but, but, you know, sometimes there are people that, you know, that take more energy from you than give energy to you, you know? Right. And that's just the nature of people and that's the nature of relationships. And, and, uh, um, you know, and, you know, sometimes you need to say no to getting coffee, even if it's just 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. And he even lists in this chapter um, ways, uh, well, not ways to say no, but he, he describes in this chapter uh, different things you shouldn't say. Sometimes we, we don't say no when we should and we say yes. And but there are things that we say when we don't want to say no, but we want to say no that really we shouldn't say uh, one of them that stuck out to me and we'll pull out the book in a minute and list them all. But one of, one of the things that stood out to me is I'll pray about that. Right. I'll pray about that. Really meaning, uh, no, let me not say no to you and then come back later and maybe blame it on God or something like that. I don't know, but yes. I'll pray about it. Yeah. That's how many times, if you're in Christian circles, how many times have you heard <laughs> that one? Yeah. You know, that comes up a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he says, you know, it's not it's not just important to um, quit things, but quit the right things. But then also, like you said, talking about that, you know, let me let me ask God, let me pray about it. You have to also say no the right way. Right. And so that's what he's getting at here. with talking about that, you know, specifically is that oftentimes we say no in the wrong ways, too. So it right. makes it harder. We have to make it easier on ourselves and easier for the other person to just say no. Another one that I've said before when it comes to uh saying no, but wanting to say no, but not wanting to say no is maybe later is another one that I say that he mentions in this chapter as well. Maybe later. Eh, not really for me right now. Maybe later. I oftentimes say that to things that sound good 
and they're good ideas. And what you what you may be doing in saying yes to that, maybe you would be doing some good. But he talks about in this chapter sometimes we have to even quit good things that are kind of getting again in the way of maybe where our, our ambitions and our dreams are are headed so that we can have that focus. So sometimes the things we do need to quit, which are going to be the harder things to quit. Again, there's never really a right time, but the harder things to quit will sometimes be some of those good things that maybe we've, we've been involved in for quite a while. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's part of the reason why it's so hard to quit things because usually they're good things that we're, that we're quitting or we should quit so that we can work on better things. You know, that's what our goal is. And Oftentimes, like he said here, some of the things that he's quit and some of the things that maybe we should quit are things that not only are good, but things that we actually even enjoy, too. You know what I mean? He enjoyed being a lawyer. He didn't hate being a lawyer, but he still quit. You know what I mean? He enjoyed being on, you know, a board for an organization, a nonprofit that he enjoyed. He liked what they were doing, but he quit. Yeah. You know, so and I think that's a tough one to do is to quit things that you like. I mean, even I'm thinking about like man, what do, what do I quit? You know what I mean? Like, what is there to quit? What should I quit? Right. Because oftentimes it's because it's hard because we like it and we don't want to, we don't want to give that thing up entirely. Right. Yeah. And either we, we enjoy it. Of course, it's easy to quit things that are kind of burdensome to us. But I think, you know, also it's, it's hard to quit not only things that we enjoy, but also things that, that benefit us. Uh, for some of us, you know, like Bob, for example, he, he quit being a lawyer, you know, you know, he got paid well, probably being a lawyer, you know, and that's what a lot of people see as, see as a benefit. So sometimes, you know, maybe an activity, a hobby, a job, maybe a little bit of a drag, but then maybe there's other plus size sizes to us, uh, sides to it that we sometimes have a hard time, uh, seeing what our life would look like without those things there. And so that could also be another thing that's kind of holding us back from quitting these things we should. Yeah. You know, another thing about saying no to people is that not only will we have to fight, you know, fight saying no to ourselves because we might enjoy that thing, but we're also going to have to combat this feeling of disappointing people because when we say no, we're going to disappoint some people. Man, yeah. And and if you're like me and and probably like you yeah, as well, me too. you don't want to disappoint people. No. That's not what you're trying to do. No. And, uh, you know, it doesn't feel good necessarily, but I think you have to be so strong in your conviction that you that you that you can get over the disappointment when you do it in a right way and like he says he gives some pointers here about how to say no in the right way right. and you know it just gets down to the point i think he mentions that i might i might have underlined it so when we open up the book i might i might read this one mm-hmm. but you know he talks about like just being so uh, so clear about your direction that you're not worried about what other people are saying when you quit things. He's like making a regular habit to quit things. And then people will stop asking why you're quitting stuff. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Cause you know, sometimes you quit things and people, the first response will be like, why, why'd you, why? why'd you stop doing why? that? You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's such a good thing. Like why'd yeah. you stop doing that? Yeah. And then you feel like you have to explain yourself to everyone. And he mm-hmm. says, don't worry about explaining why you're quitting. You know, I mean, you can't, obviously you can, but uh, you know, but don't feel like you have to come up with some big reason. You know what I mean? Like, right. and he's like, if you make it a habit of quitting, people will just be like, ah, oh, he just, you know, he just quitting. Things. He just, he's just quitting things. Yeah. And they, and that's the thing. They don't necessarily have to understand it because for a lot of, 
a lot of them. We're not necessarily disappointing them, depending on your personality, such as mine. I, I, I am a people pleaser. And so sometimes I'll stick to things. I've done I've done this in the past where I've stuck to things longer uh, than probably what I wanted to just to make other people happy. Um, that's that's interesting that if you if you're someone who who just quits things often, then people will stop asking. I'm sure that that's true. I haven't tested that out myself, uh, but I'm sure that that's true. But I appreciate that he included this chapter in this book because uh, if you if you do care to explain to people why you may be quitting something, if it is good and if it's not necessarily that time consuming, it kind of gives you some language to put to put with it. Um, and so this this can be very helpful uh, to people that we because there may be people that we do we do want to explain to not necessarily because we're um, so concerned about disappointing them because we may think we're not we're not really going to disappoint them, but uh, just because just because we want to explain so this kind of helps put some language to it right yeah let's uh let's go ahead and open up the book here and and take a look at some of our favorite quotes sure from this chapter yeah he he starts off uh by saying once a year i spread everything out and ask myself and i can just imagine him like writing writing all of this out um what do i need to carry with me and what do i need to let go of and he asked himself, are they serving my ambitions or, or getting in the way, as we mentioned? Yeah, I, I like this once a year kind of reassessment that he does. I think that's important. You know what I mean? What, just like, you know, every year we should always kind of go back and look at, you know, look at our goals, our ambitions, what we want to do, what we're working towards, you know, so we have an idea of where our life's going. But I like also at the same time, he's thinking about where are where are things that what things need to end as well. You right. know what I mean? Not just what things need to start or what things need to keep going or make progress in, but what things need to end. Right. And oftentimes I think when we do that, when we sit down, we're like planning, you know, trying to be strategic, you know, uh, trying to cast, you know, some vision over our lives. We always think about what we should start, what we should do, what we should go or where we should go but not about what we should stop doing. Yeah, and you you think about, okay, some of us can, as we begin to think about what our ambitions are and listing those out, some of us can say, okay, these are my larger ones, but then when it comes to some maybe some smaller ambitions we have, the only time the only way that we're ever going to make room for those is if we if we do some of the things that he's speaking of here, to do this yearly review, to let some things go. He even breaks it down to a weekly, as he uh, says here. He um, tells us and challenges us. He says, try this practice for a couple of weeks. He said, just do it on a Thursday. Uh, so I'm not the only one doing it. Uh, by the way, there's nothing uh, inherently magical about Thursday. Uh, it's just helpful in a couple of ways. And then I put a star next to this next one uh, because he starts the next paragraph off by saying, another reason people stay stuck in something that doesn't work anymore is because they want to pick the right conditions to quit. Uh, he says the perfect time will never come, so stop worrying about it. Right. Yeah, he mentions here in these couple paragraphs that that reason and then the other biggest reason that people might not quit things is because they're struggling to come up with a reason that they can explain to others about why they quit, you know, and right. those are the kind of some of the two biggest uh, reasons that he gives here in this thing as to why maybe we're not quitting the things that we should. And you just like make it simple, like don't make it too complicated. If something isn't working for you anymore, quit. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's not working for you anymore, 
you have you, you have the freedom to just to just drop it. You know what right. I mean? Like respectfully, and you know, yeah. do what you need to do, say what you need to say, communicate what you need to communicate. You know, but like if it's not working, you can stop. Right, and he, he does say in here that the most effective way to quit something is not to start it in the first place. <laughs> so that takes learning how to say no, which we'll get into. Right. But I also think if you go to quit something, then just uh, even if you do have a fear of dis- disappointing people, as we spoke to earlier. Just say, just say it very clearly, you know, just make it very clear. Don't kind of like in some of these ways that we say, no, they're not very clear. Um, and just, and just be very clear when talking to people. I think that that shows other people respect. I think it also shows them respect when you say no, and you say it in a clear, um, manner. And so he has some principles here listed out as, as we get into this, this part of the discussion, but right. And another, again, emphasizing the import in the importance of, quitting things you know he said we've said yes to so many things that the other more important things get tossed in the back seat usually and that the battle for our hearts is fought on the pages of our calendars right and uh you know that's that's so true i mean where we get where we spend our time is where we you know where we are you know what i mean and 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 it's important and it's easy to get that sucked away from us in a sense in the vacuum of life yes yeah no that's true and i, I don't want to skip over this no section because i want to cover that but he he says that um to, towards the end just because it connects to that calendar point you just made that the reality of our life is, is that uh, your life is currently living in the accumulation of your choices and commitments to date yeah. and so those things that you put on those calendars your choices and your commitments um and if you want a different life You'll need to change things up and make and make some room for it. And so that, of course, requires us to say no. So he he has a section in here on uh, know when to say no. Uh, he says, learn to say no nicely. Be, uh, he, right. Where he pretty much says, be affirming as, as much as possible. Um, say right. no in a sincere, but also an unapologetic way, you know, say, say no sincerely, but but don't necessarily apologize for it. He also gives us the advice to say no immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, don't say I'll pray about it, which we mentioned. Don't say maybe later. Uh, so I just I just love that he includes those. Right. Yeah. Those are all great, you know, kind of things to keep in mind when we want to say no. Is right. Know when to say no. Learn to say no nicely. Say no immediately. Don't say I'll pray about it. Yeah. And don't say maybe later. Yeah. Yeah. He says, you know, saying yes when you can say no can actually become a really harmful habit, you mm-hmm. know? So again, something that can turn out to be a negative, not because it's bad in and of itself, but because, because that it can actually just end up having a positive thing can then end up having negative effects right. on you right. because of, because of saying yes to everything. Right. And, uh, you know, he says, and that bad habit or any bad habit can deplete you, um, and can keep you from your ambitions. Right. And as we get as we get used to uh, saying no and saying it in these ways, um, and then as as we begin to quit things in our life as well, he says that as you clear the path and offload some old routines, he says make a sincere effort to understand why you've been doing what you've been doing. He says when you do this, your life may look and feel a little strange and empty at first because you're kind of clearing the table and doing some some of these things. Uh, you'll probably sense some unease and unfamiliarity, uh, but don't back off. It's a good thing. Lean into it because really what you're, what you're beginning to do when you offload some of these old routines is you are... Uh, you're freeing your life up to make room for those, these ambitions and those right. big dreams that we have. And this is why 
some of those, you know, the things that we've been talking about in this chapter and other chapters, they all apply to each other. You know what I mean? I'm going back to the early chapters in this book, you know, talking about, you know, what are you or who are you? Where are you? You know what I mean? What, why are you making the decisions you're making? You know, why are you heading this way in life? You know, all these things interconnect, interconnect, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And once you ask yourself those questions, then usually you'll have a couple things that you may need to quit. Right. rise to the surface exactly and uh yeah he ends it again just you know reiterating that you know our faith in our lives are the sum of everything we're hanging on to and the things we're willing to let go of so it's not who we are is not just what we do or what we hold on to but it's also what we let go of mm-hmm. right which is an interesting dynamic that i don't think most of us think about yeah that's that's totally something that you just really don't take the time to think about. So I'm glad that he points that out, that out here. He ends this chapter by saying, if you want to get after your ambitions, you'll do it, clear the path. It might feel a little weird at first, but it's, it's worth it in the end. And so it's going to take some, you know, he, he's really asking us to be outside of our comfort zones. And this one, um, this is one of those to me where it's easy and difficult at the same time. Simple. And I think we're, yeah, simple, but, but difficult. difficult. And, we run uh, 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 into a lot of that on our way towards our ambitions right. and our dreams. So I guess in that sense, we got to get used to it. Right. This actually might be one of the more difficult chapters to implement. Honestly, yeah. it might be it might be one of the more difficult ones, depending on who you are, you know. Um, but if you're anything like me, it's probably one of the more difficult ones to actually quit things. <laughs> yeah, to stop it is. doing things. Yes. Things that you may enjoy, things that you like. Yeah. But that are pulling away. Yeah. from things that are better. Right. Yeah, cuz especially the th- especially really with the things that you enjoy because as you begin to to quit some of those it, it can be a, a freeing experience I think a couple days from from the time you quit but when you when you go to it's like this it's like this sickening feeling so it you know it is really difficult to to do. A simple principle but it's difficult to difficult to perform. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And again in you know in the words of Taylor Goldsmith from Dawes. Yes. You're going to have to quit everything until you find the thing that you want. That's right. So that's what maybe, hey, maybe you quit some things. Maybe you quit some things and then you realize, you know what? I do need that still. I do, <laughs> I do you, need that you still. Pick that back up, and you, you know, pick that back up. Yeah, you is, never know. You know, who knows? You know? And you wouldn't have learned that lesson if you would have quit, quit right. in the first place. So right. who knows? Yeah. But that's part four. It's of this four. book. So and we've cleared the path now. We have. And now we're we, on part five. We're on part five, take action. And we only have seven parts in this book. So we're coming to an end. And chapter mm. 22 is next out of 29. Right. So, so we only have seven more days. We only have one week left mm-hmm. we do. in this book. So yeah, we're almost done. Yeah. Almost time for a new book. Anyway, if you're listening and you have any thoughts on this last chapter, the last chapter in Clear the Path about being a quitter. Let us know. Reach out to us at Read to Know Pod on all social platforms. You can also send us an email at Read to or Read to Know Pod at Gmail dot com. Right. Um, also, if you you know are enjoying the podcast, we'd love it, appreciate it immensely. If you left a review and a rating, if you write out a review, you can screenshot it, send it to us, Read to Know Pod at Gmail dot com. And uh, we'll take a look at it. We'll read it. Maybe we'll read it on the podcast as well. Uh, share, you know, the great review that you left um, with the world. Yeah. And go ahead today while you're listening to this. Pick up chapter 22, Living on the Edge of Yikes, so that you can be ready to listen to it tomorrow. Comfortable people uh, don't need Jesus. Desperate people do. So mm. I'm looking forward to seeing what he writes in there. 
Sounds good. Sounds like it's going to be a good one. Yep. Well, that'll do it for us today. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for Chapter 22.